The show is sponsored by Gummy Cube and they are an app store optimization expert. Did you know that most search queries in mobile do not match the web? Uh, so you need to find out about ranking for the right keywords to help with your app success. To find out more, go to gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. They are the world's leading app store optimization experts. And thank you, Gummy Cube, for sponsoring the show. This episode is sponsored by Apptentive. Apptentive will help your users know just how important feedback is from them. It helps you shape the conversation in a very positive way. So go to uh, apptentive.com forward slash app guy for a free mobile app consultation. Uh, that's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this episode. Hey, I'm Oren, CEO and co-founder of Start of Fire, and I'm listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's Paul Kemp. I love this show. It goes everywhere around the world, and sometimes uh, even... We, we have different nationalities in different countries uh, who are going to introduce us to a different way of uh, running businesses and a, a di maybe different locations to live. So uh, if you are building an app business yourself, if you're just inspired about the journeys of these uh, others that are, are really working in this really creative, uh, awesome space in mobile, uh, and location independence, then uh, this is the podcast for you. Uh, of course, I've got a lot of past episodes you can go and listen to, but uh, we are on episode 365. Let me introduce today's guest. Uh, he is the founder of uh, PlayWin. You can go and check it out now by going to playwin.me. Uh, go to playwin.me. And uh, by the time you'll be hearing this, there should be an app in the App Store as well. It's currently going through review. Let me introduce uh, uh, Garrett. Uh, now, Garrett, I'm struggling with your surname. It's Wein, uh, Weinzel. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. It's German. It's a little tricky. Right. Okay. How many uh, country references can we make in this? So, we're, so it's Weinzel, German, but you are an American and you are currently based in Estonia uh, working. Yep. Is that right? That is right. correct. I'm, I, I'm a Brit interviewing you. Uh, so it really is a, a global world that we live in nowadays. That is true. Yeah, tell us. Uh, so, tell us about your situation <clears throat> first. Uh, you're working uh, in Estonia. What uh, on earth? Like, how did you end up there? Uh, tell us the story behind how you ended up working uh, on apps in Estonia. Actually, my dad had lived overseas for about a decade, which is where he met my mother in Taiwan, and I was actually born in Korea. So that really inspired me to travel abroad. And around six years ago, I was looking for somewhere to live. And I came to visit Estonia, and I just fell in love with the place, and I've been here ever since. And uh, I started working. I've been working online remotely, which allowed me the freedom to choose where I live, from moving from Alabama to Estonia. And around 14 months ago, I got started working on Playwin. And this is why I love this show, because I meet people like yourself. I, I thought it was quite crazy. All my family and friends thought it was a little bit weird when I left my corporate job in London and I became location independent. And uh, th that that meaning of location independent is now growing. There's a lot of people into it. Uh, what what does it mean to just like a place? And then uh, like how, how much trouble was it actually setting up in Estonia? 
Well, the largest difference was just the culture difference. Uh, where I lived in the U.S. was subtropical, and here it gets quite cold for quite a long time. So that was probably the biggest issue for me. <laughs> right. uh, it wasn't too bad. They have like a wonderful system for bringing people in who live abroad. Just the application. It's really seamless. Almost everyone here speaks English. It's great. Yeah, in terms of like a working visas and things, that, that was not a problem at all? Uh, no, not at all. They have a, uh, they actually have a large thing now called Estonia, <clears throat> excuse me, where they're trying to move people from abroad and make the process more seamless for working and living in Estonia. Right. Uh, that, that's good. So let's switch gears slightly and talk about uh, your uh, product that you're working on, playwin.me. T- tell us about playwin.me and what, what is it actually doing? So Playwin is a mobile platform that allows people to play against their friends for real money on their favorite mobile games. We partner directly with game developers on iOS. They put our SDK in their game, and that enables multiplayer for their users. So like you and I could play a game, like uh, we have one game called RPS Ninja that should be on the App Store at the time of listening, and I could send you a challenge. You could decide to accept it, and we could find out who's better at this game. That is pretty cool. So uh, what you're doing is you're enabling game developers to easily set up multiplayer uh, games. Is that right? Yep. That is correct. correct. We enable multiplayer on games. We're trying to help out independent game developers because it's very difficult to handle all these different monetization solutions and develop the multiplayer on their own. They're so swamped with just focusing on getting out a game they love and their users will love. And we want to enable them to have an engagement and monetization tool. Yeah, let's, let's talk about how that would help the game. I'm guessing the, the first thing immediately is that it makes the uh, potential game uh, more popular because there's an element of... Uh, like virality built into your process so that you, you, people are inviting others. Are you seeing that? Is that is what you think? Yes, that is exactly what we were going for when we first started developing the product. We wanted to get people, instead of just playing against random people that you get matched with over the internet, we wanted people to be able to choose who they play against. To be able to play against, like if I was a developer of an app, or you yourself, as a developer, could choose to interact with their end users. You could put up your username and then have people just send you challenges and play against them. It allows people to choose who they play against, which is a really powerful tool when it comes to customer engagement. Right, and and in terms of uh, what, uh, obviously there's different devices, different app stores, does it work across, uh, let's just take Android and iOS, for example, would it be cross-platform? We plan to develop cross-platform solutions in the future. Right now, we're just focusing on iOS. But in the okay. future, we plan on having a web browser and Android and Windows phone. So hopefully you can be able to play people on all sorts of devices as long as the game exists on all those devices. Yeah, let's talk about the game developer community as well, Garrett. This is something that's really interesting to me. I mean, I do know a lot of people uh, listening to this are uh, developers for games. And the, uh, you mentioned there, it, it really is challenging trying to monetize games now. Uh, there are dominant players in the market. There seems to be big budgets and uh, there's obviously a lot of competition now as well. Uh, In terms of the community that you know of game developers, uh, do you know anyone that is actually 
like carving out a good living by being just a game developer? A lot of the people I have met right now currently have day jobs and are pursuing it as a hobby. Uh, I haven't met any, well, I shouldn't say that. I have met a few people who are full-time game developers and are really focused. They're not really focused on the casual mobile game side. They're, de- they're developing more of mid-core games, more developed like PC games, console games, strategy games, uh, that, because they just take longer amounts of time and you have to commit yourself more fully to that. You can't really make a strategy game in an entire weekend for the PC. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I guess that's, yeah. Go on, it's gone. Uh, I guess I know people from a wide smattering, but we're really focused more on the hobbyists and trying to help them out initially. Yeah, and also one of the things I uh, am very conscious of is that if it's a hobby and you've maybe spent a year building the game uh, that you then release on iOS, for example, there is the temptation when it falls flat to start spending money on advertising, trying to drive downloads, and costs can run away. Do, do you know anyone getting into that situation where they've, they've lost a, you know, a bit of money on pursuing the dream of getting you know, tons and tons of downloads? I have heard a few horror stories similar to that. I try not to focus on that too much because it's a little negative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but having, I do try and encourage the developers we partner with to have a coherent marketing plan in place for how they plan on marketing their app and not just panicking after the initial release falls flat and then trying to solve it by throwing a lot of money at this problem. That never turns out well. Yes, well, it, uh, people always love, and when listening to this show, love the challenges that we go through as uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, I'm wondering what the big challenges you're facing right now. Uh, you are going through a launch. And mm-hmm. uh, are you able to talk about some of the big challenges you've got in terms of getting this out there, getting the, the awareness of uh, PlayWin uh, you know, in the market? Uh, talk, talk through your big challenges. Well, the first challenge was really developing a quality product that uh, game developers would like to use. That was the big thing. And that took a, quite a bit longer than I initially expected. Uh, the second is how to connect, because we actually partner with the game developers. We're not just like uh, like an ad platform that's basically fungible, where you just plug and play and like a piece of software. I can't just put a Facebook ad up and expect game developers to entrust me with the virality component of their game that they've spent a year developing. So I've spent a lot of time actually uh, building trust and working directly with the developers that are on our platform. And that's been a very rewarding part of the process. I've actually really enjoyed that, to get to hear, much like you do, uh, hear about their journey, their struggles, what they've been doing. And that's really what I've been focusing on a lot at the launch right now. Yeah, you're reminding me of my chat with uh, Paul Kutzinger, which is a past episode. People go and find it on the website and search. And, and he is the chief evangelist at the Amazon App Store. But the, his entire role is dedicated towards helping developers uh, to monetize, helping developers to make the most because you know he does see the, the games that are performing well in, in app purchases and then he can share some of the you know his insights to uh, the developer community and he said that is one of the most rewarding parts of what he's doing and I'm guessing like you're doing something similar, building something that really helps the gaming community, the developer community. Exactly. Uh, it really is worthwhile because we're building something that we feel 
can really benefit people in the community. It works. It dovetails pretty nicely because at its core, uh, being able to play your friends is just a engagement issue. And if people spend more time on the app, it's better for everyone. You can you drive your ad revenue, your in-app purchases. I mean, if someone plays the game twice and then uninstalls it, that's obviously horrible for everyone. But if we can double customer engagement for any game, that's amazing. And I think our developers love our platform for being able to do that for them. So you mentioned about partnering, Garrett, with uh, the uh, developers. If I yeah. imagine that you know, someone listening to this is a game developer and they want to partner with you, uh, what what should they do, and what would you know? What would you do in return for them? Uh, we so we have our platform is two parts. There's the SDK that is the piece of software that they put in their application that enables access to the PlayWin platform. That enables uh, the real money challenges amongst friends and the play money challenges amongst friends. We also have what we call PlayWin Headquarter, which is our app for finding all the games that are on the PlayWin platform. This helps with a lot of issues that people have because people like to play games amongst their friends, right? And this helps with app discovery. If you're looking for an app that, say, you want to play a casual game against someone in your family who lives across the country that you don't get to interact with enough, but you can take any of the games on our platform and play them against someone you know. So this is what we're really working on, is trying to find a platform where uh, games that are multiplayer can be discovered by people who like to play multiplayer games. Right. Okay, I'm trying to understand this, Garrett. Uh, so... You're talking about the users of the game, the uh, gamers themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the ability to go on an, an, an app discovery uh, site. Um, uh, is that the website or? Uh, uh, that's app? actually our. Uh, that's actually the PlayWin app. So if you look right, okay. on the App Store and look for PlayWin Multiplayer HQ, you will find our app that will show you every game that has PlayWin enabled in it that you can play your friends with. Oh, okay. Now I'm getting it now. So you go onto your app, you find the apps that have the play win integration, mm -hmm. and then you say to your buddy in a message, hey, we need to play uh, this game. And what I'm guessing then, send them a link so they download the, the game. You have it on your phone, they have it on their phone, and then you can uh, do the multiplayer feature. Actually, it's totally integrated. All you would have to do is just check your friend's name, play the game, and it would automatically send them an email if they did not have the game. Uh, otherwise, they'd get a push notification notifying them of the challenge. So we've got it all built in pretty seamlessly. Oh, okay. And also, do you have the users? Because uh, I'm assuming that when you register with PlayWin, you uh, register your name and email. And so yep. do you have like a database of users uh, using PlayWin on there as well? Uh, we've actually integrated it with social media plugins, uh, Facebook, is the predominant one. And so that way you can find all your friends from Facebook already. We, you don't have to go in and type in everyone's name and email or like specifically search for their username. So it, adds, it has a ton of okay. like functionality right out of the box, making it super simple for people to use. It's really seamless. Okay, so th this is great then. So what really uh, you're, you're going to be driving is the ability as a game developer to attract more downloads because of your discovery platform or you do your app that's in enabling discovery of the games that, that have uh, multiplayer features. 
Exactly. Exactly. That is rewarding. That's so rewarding as well. And uh, are you trying to, I, mean, I guess, um, the other topic that we tend to focus on is monetization. Uh, you, you probably need to monetize this at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you charging the game developers for this? Uh, how, we do how not. Monetizing. We have two sides to our application. We have a play money side where users can play for free against their friends and family. We also have a real money side. So you've seen the predominant, like the explosion in esports lately. This allows people at home to have the esports experience against their own friends, or they can choose, let us choose a worthy opponent for them. Uh, we have a skill matching system. So if they choose to play for real money, they can go ahead and play for real money. Right, okay, so the users are actually uh, uh, putting a, an, uh, like a credit card or um, an in-app purchase or something that would then be yeah. real money. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have, right, this is great. <laughs> so you got both options right there. I mean, you can sit there and you can just play for fun or you can raise the stakes. It's up to the individual to decide what they want. Uh, this is also a great way for, if, uh, for competitive games. Like uh, if... I, these games, I haven't found them yet for mobile, but eventually there will be an esports community similar to StarCraft, Dota 2, LOL. Uh, all these things will eventually move over to mobile and they will become competitive. And this gives a platform for it to initially start. There may not be an arena with 20,000 people watching the finals of a mobile game, but you can definitely play one of your buddies. <laughs> that, what, what a genius, genius idea. And uh, how, how, how long has this been in the, the making for you? Uh, because you, you must have had the initial idea and then it's, it's obviously taken you some time to get where you are now. About two years was the initial formation of the idea, the first time we were working on it. And about 14 months ago is when we really started working on it in earnest and really working and refining what we wanted to do, speaking to our initial beta developers and iterating on the idea to come up with what we have now. So the other topic that's really interesting to the audience is uh, the how you actually funded that time from you know early early stage uh, idea to then uh, being ready to launch. And clearly, that whole period of fourteen months, uh, there's no money coming in from uh, there's any sales or uh, how have you got any advice on on how you would actually fund uh, the you know, the, the time from idea to launch? I actually bootstrapped my business uh, from prior earnings I had. I actually started out as a professional gambler doing sports betting, which uh, is actually what attracted me to this idea initially of real money skill gaming because I've watched how the gambling market has changed and it's moving more towards people playing games of skill and less from games of luck. And uh, so I just used my savings, to be quite honest. Uh, I honestly don't know what I would have done without that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well. I had a load of savings as well, and unfortunately, I wasn't as clever as you, and I lost it in a company. Uh, <laughs> and I made a, my first mistake, hence my switch over to uh, mobile and apps. Because you make a mistake, uh, you know, with a, a launch or an app, and you haven't lost too much. Uh, so, uh, but. Uh, it's really interesting that uh, obviously it's raising the stakes in terms of risk for you as well because uh, you're digging into your savings. And uh, it must be a little bit easier, though, to living a lower cost 
country? Does it make it any different where you're you're based? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I lived in Alabama, which is obviously not very expensive. Uh, but I do live pretty frugally out here. I mean, I live I live in the center of the city, but I don't have a car. I walk a lot. Uh, well, I walk all the time, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. My teleporter's broken currently. Uh, uh, when are they going to invent one of those? That's what we need. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Maybe that's the maybe that's the app that needs to be developed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does help a lot. Uh, I'd really advise people just to start working on their product, even if they can only spend a few hours in the evening or on the weekend or whatever. You're going to make progress on it, and if you just tell someone you have this great idea but never work on it, you'll never get other people to help you with it. If I hadn't shown progress, like our initial beta developers would have never helped me work on the product and told me what they think and what they want as indie game developers in their multiplayer experiences. But since I got progress with it and developed the platform, now many of them are very happy to help me and say what they want. So let me thank my fantastic sponsor, GummyCube. GummyCube are the world's experts when it comes to app store optimization. Now, I want you to think about how hard it is to convert potential users of your app if they're not even finding you. I mean, app store optimization should be the starting point for any app. I mean, there's no point in having the world's best app if, if no one can actually find you in the app store. So you need to be thinking about app store optimization, which covers keywords, description, screenshots, icon, they will help you with this. They are gathering a lot of data from the app stores and they are enabling app developers to just have their apps discovered by appearing higher up in the app stores, both for search and for the charts. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank GummyCube for just continuing to be such an awesome sponsor of the show. So this is the opportunity I have to thank my sponsor, Apptentive. Now, Apptentive, if you go to their website, it's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Uh, you'll be able to get a free mo mobile uh, consultation, but also uh, they'll probably send you if you ask, um, a ebook that has 55 pages and uh, actually has never seen before data from their Apptentive 2015 consumer survey. It's really everything you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Now, we know that uh, ratings and reviews climb you up the charts. And in fact, I've seen from the podcast, it doesn't take that many ratings or reviews of five star to get you uh, higher up in the charts. Uh, the same is for apps. So you need to know about App Store ratings and reviews. Uh, go and check out their uh, book. It's an ebook. Uh, as I say, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Sign up for the free mobile consultation and get the uh, ebook as well if you request that. Uh, it's also on their site if you just search around. Uh, have a look. It's great. Thanks very much to Apptentive for being such a great continued sponsor of the show. So, Garrett, there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye. One is that uh, we're always looking for new ideas. And a lot of the times we find new ideas from the challenges that uh, entrepreneurs face. Uh, and so I wondered if you, well, first of all, if you have an app idea, that would be great. You know, like some idea for a game developer or a, 
a mobile app developer to create. If you if you have one to share with us, great. If you don't, then we can talk about uh, big challenges you face and, and maybe flesh out the idea for for an app. So, firstly, do you have an idea for an app? Well, other than indie game developers developing games for PlayWin, one of the things I was thinking of earlier is uh, how I can't control notifications on my phone with any granularity. Like, my phone just buzzes at me, regardless of what it is. Uh, So, if I get an update in a game telling me someone's raiding my village, that's the same buzz as if I'm waiting on a very important message and get it. Uh, And obviously, if I'm asleep, I can't control whether my phone beeps or not. So I think that would be something that I was just thinking about earlier today that would be super useful for me. Yes, and uh, okay, so the, and the final thing, this is a show about apps. We love talking about apps. And Garrett, I wondered if you had one or two apps on your phone you could recommend to us that would be something we may not have come across before. Oh, man, apps that I have on my and, and, phone. And I know we're using your phone to uh, actually record, which... Uh, it makes it harder. Uh, I know. But, I can't look through my phone right there. But, well, you do a lot of walking. I mean, are you using any apps whilst you're on the road? Uh, I do. Around? I, I use actually the integrated uh, iOS health app as my pedometer. That's actually one. Uh, I do use, there's a SaaS company that does a sales pipeline called Pipedrive uh, that I use to manage my contacts as well, which has been super, super useful. Well, they are two that I don't think we've ever had mentioned on the show in 365 <laughs> episodes. So, uh, okay, well, Garrett, I guess finally then, uh, it, it would be nice to uh, you know, hear from you. Uh, for anyone listening to this who is thinking about starting off on a journey of becoming a game developer, uh, it, do you think in this day and age that it's a sustainable thing to do or, or would you suggest to keep it as a hobby uh, until something then potentially works out for you? Uh, I would not. I mean, if I've never developed a game before, I mean, it's like if you wanted to become a soccer player but had never played soccer before, would you quit your job and just start training? I mean, that sounds absurd, but some people have never developed a game before and just decide to go full into it. I think they should start with something a little smaller, say, like, work on it on their nights, weekends, and when they're sure it's something they want to pursue full-time, then go ahead and pursue it full-time. But you can always pursue your dreams in building an app, building a game, or building whatever you dream up. You know, I, I love the way you phrased that as well, Garrett, that you know, often uh, it's pretty obvious we, when, we know we're not going to be good at football uh, if you haven't played it as a kid. And, uh, and treating uh, uh, game development and app development as the same kind of thing as well, it's because it's so new, everyone thinks it's so easy as well. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so Garrett this is great uh, this is episode 365 for anyone listening who wants to uh, get links to those apps uh, or to Garrett uh, please do go and check out theappguy.co go to episode 365 and you'll see links there and the show notes Uh, but for the time being Garrett how can people best get in touch with you uh, if they want to learn more about PlayWin Ah, they could contact me at LinkedIn on the website whatever method I'm easy to find Okay, great, wonderful. Garrett, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the App Guide podcast. All the best with uh, what you're getting up to and uh, look forward to uh, 
I can't, I can't wait to start playing multiplayer games. I've got a lot of friends who I can play against for real money. That is so attractive. Just to remind you that this show is sponsored by GummyCube. GummyCube are a big data company that are collecting data into DataCube, which is pulling data from the app stores, Google Play and the Apple App Store. So go and use an app store optimization company that is getting its data from the app stores and not from web searches, which do not relate really to what's going on in the app store. Go and check them out. It's www.gummycube.com. Thank you very much to GummyCube. They're just such a great supporter of this show. And now you've finished listening to this episode, please remember to go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy and uh, go and get a, a free demo of their platform that will help you communicate, that will help you get more ratings, uh, that will help you provide surveys to your users, your customers. Go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, and you will be pleased that you did. Thank you so much to Apptentive for continuing to support this show. And just another reminder about the fantastic episode where we launched uh, Sticky9, the app, uh, and uh, in iOS, uh, the app was featured by Apple uh, six days after our promotional day. And I didn't actually include that on the episode notes. So now that you know that, uh, and you skip, if you skipped it, then you need to go back and listen to it because we had a great day promoting Sticky Nine. Go and listen to it. Yeah, it's nestled between uh, episode 362 and 363. It's a bonus episode. and uh, Definitely worth going back and listening to that. And if you like it, if you like uh, uh, the idea of uh, doing promotional days and sharing that journey with you on this show, let me know. Do get in touch. Uh, you can get in touch through my website, theappguy.co theappguy.co or uh, you can get hold of me uh, via email uh, paul at theappguy.co or alternatively uh, twitter paul underscore s underscore camp thanks so much Uh, let me know if you like the launches and uh, speak to you soon bye for now